This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Wheeling's Matt Welsh has been hired as West Virginia State Park's new executive chef. Ahead, we'll hear about his plans to enhance the dining experience at State Park Lodge restaurants. One of the great things about the menus at our state parks is they offer us the chance to tell a story. And that story needs to be about who we are as West Virginians and who each park is as its own individual entity. That story and more coming up this West Virginia morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A number of West Virginia lawmakers are standing in solidarity with Israel following Saturday's deadly attack on the country by Hamas. More than 1,100 people are dead, thousands injured, and an estimated 100 people are being held hostage. The Kanawha County Commission issued a statement Monday in support of Israel's right to defend its citizens and urged the state's congressional delegation to support Israel during this dark time in history. Governor Jim Justice issued the following statement. The United States must stand with our ally Israel against these senseless attacks by Iran-backed Hamas terrorists. We must support our friend and strongest ally in the Middle East and support Israel's right to defend themselves, end quote. Senators Joe Manchin and Shelley Moore Capito were joined by several other West Virginia lawmakers who also expressed their support for Israel in the aftermath of Saturday's attack. The Marshall University Jones C. Edwards School of Medicine and Marshall Community Health Consortium will host a ribbon-cutting ceremony today at Logan Regional Medical Center. The ribbon cutting will celebrate the nation's first separately accredited rural surgery residency program. The program was developed to address the growing need for general surgeons trained to serve rural communities. The ribbon cutting will be held at 1 p.m. at the Kruger Medical Plaza in Logan. A tour of the residency suite will follow the ceremony. The Allegheny Front, based in Pittsburgh, is a public radio program that reports on environmental issues in the region. Here's their latest interview with University of Pennsylvania climate scientist Michael Mann about his new book. Michael Mann is arguably the most famous climate scientist on the planet. His new book goes back into Earth's deep history to look for clues out of the climate crisis. This is the Allegheny Front Environment Update. I'm Kara Holsapel. In Our Fragile Moment, Mann, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, writes that we're living on a Goldilocks planet. It's just right for us humans. But he says this is the moment when all of that could change. The global climate was remarkably stable for 6,000 years prior to the Industrial Revolution. And we built this massive societal infrastructure. It's dependent on the stability of that climate. And what we're doing now, of course, is we are rapidly warming the planet and leaving that fairly small envelope of variability that existed in the past. And that's what makes this moment so fragile. If we continue on the course that we're on, we will exceed our adaptive capacity as a civilization and, and as a species. And so this is a, a critical juncture. It's not too late to take the actions necessary to preserve our fragile moment. But if we don't take those actions in the near term, 
it will give way to something much less hospitable. The book looks at several time periods in the paleoclimate record. For you, which event in this deep history holds the most salient lesson for us now? It's tough to choose. One that I focus on in some detail, it's the one that killed off the dinosaurs. Every dinosaur larger than a dog basically perished in this event. And it was an asteroid impact 65 million years ago. It ejected all of this debris into the atmosphere, blocking out the sun, leading to a fairly dramatic cooling, which basically caused any creatures that couldn't burrow down into the ground or underneath the ocean to shield themselves from that cooling. It it caused their extinction. There's a lesson there, which is that one species extinction can be another species boon. When the dinosaurs perished, they left some niches Uh, niches that were filled by the very small mammals that were scurrying around behind the rocks at the time, they are our ancestors. The dinosaurs, they didn't know it was coming and and they couldn't do anything about it. We don't have that excuse. Right. You're right. We're not dinosaurs. (laughs) It's good news. My daughter calls me a dinosaur, um, but we're not dinosaurs. We have agency. And along those lines, you write that Climate denial is no longer the biggest obstacle to solving the climate crisis. It's doom. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you mean? It's no longer credible to deny that climate change is happening because we all see it. Polluters can no longer claim it's not happening, but they still want to keep us addicted to fossil fuels. So they've turned to other tactics. My last book, The New Climate War, was really about that. And one of those tactics, ironically, is doom mongering. If you really come to believe that there's nothing that you can do, then it potentially leads you down that same path of disengagement as outright denial. Some players in this space claim that uh, we've warmed the planet enough that we're releasing massive amounts of methane from the permafrost, and it's a runaway process, and we can't stop it no matter what we do. And that's not true. There's no evidence that that's happening with methane right now. And I've seen them weaponize the paleoclimate record for that very narrative. And that's part of what got me interested in writing this book. Climate scientist Michael Mann's new book is Our Fragile Moment, How Lessons from Earth's Past Can Help Us Survive the Climate Crisis. There's more at AlleghenyFront.org. That's the Allegheny Front Environment Update. I'm Carol Holsapple. The Allegheny Front is based in Pittsburgh and reports on regional environmental news. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.50. Areas of fog this morning becoming mostly sunny today. Highs in the 50s and 60s. Tonight, clear and cold with lows in the 30s. Mostly sunny tomorrow with highs in the 50s and 60s. Partly sunny Thursday with highs in the 60s and 70s. Support for WVPB is provided by Marshall Health, providing comprehensive primary and specialty care throughout southern West Virginia and the tri-state region. More at marshallhealth.org. Have you ever had churched up soup beans? 
West Virginia State Parks has hired Wheeling's Matt Welch as its new executive chef who has that Appalachian dish on his menu. The owner and head chef at the Northern Panhandle's Vagabond Kitchen spoke with Randy Yowie about his plans to enhance the dining experience at State Park Lodge restaurants. So, Chef Matt, you are the new executive chef for the West Virginia State Park System. They've hired you to enhance the dining experience. What does that mean to you? Well, I think it means a lot of attention to detail and also the value of bringing in an outside perspective. Uh, Due to my history with what I've done as the Vagabond Chef, having seen so many different restaurants uh, and being outside of the park system itself, I can bring a very experienced, fresh perspective to the operations at each of our parks. I think one of the great things about the menus at our state parks is they offer us the chance to tell a story. And that story needs to be about who we are as West Virginians and who each park is as its own individual entity. So will that be kind of regional things? I know that my wife is always talking about, boy, I'd love to taste some smoked West Virginia trout, you know, or some trout spread, because we know that up in the Williams River and and that area of the state, they have those trout. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, championing Local ingredients and heritage ingredients is 100% something that we need to be doing. Uh, and it's that opportunity to share what makes West Virginia great. So I'm taking a look at the, at the dinner menu at the Hawk's Nest State Park, for example. And, and it looks mm-hmm. pretty standard. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, under greens and things, we've got some salads, uh, broccoli soup. Remains have uh, some steaks and some ribs. Uh, barbecue chicken breast. It does have a sautéed rainbow trout, a couple of pasta dishes. Uh, what will you do to liven up that menu? Well, I think the, the Hawk's Nest menu should also have some uh, beans and cornbread on there, maybe as an appetizer. Uh, so they've, they've touched a little bit of the heritage ingredients there, and I think we can do more. But honestly, Randy, one of the first things that I did coming into this position was say we need to know what our guests want. And we need to do a survey asking them, what are they looking for? Because it's our job to guide them towards the experience that they're looking for. The menu for your Vagabond kitchen up there in Wheeling, it's it's a little eclectic. I mean, duck bat fries, duck wings, churched up soup beans. That sounds interesting. And I know you've served that at a couple of farm-to-table dinners as well. But you've got rabbit. Mm -hmm. You've got a 12-ounce Wagyu burger. (laughs) That's a big one. Uh, yes, it is. And then assorted things for brunch, uh, cobbler. Uh, it, it looks like a lot of it is very fresh made, not not taken out of the freezer. That's absolutely correct. We do handcrafted food rooted in local community at Vagabond Kitchen. And, you know, we turn things on their heads a little bit. And I'm at the Vagabond, I'm looking to update what is Appalachian cuisine. With the state parks, we're going to stay a little bit more rooted in history. Uh, you know, the soup beans are a great example I absolutely love soup beans. I grew up with them. I enjoy making them and feeding them to folks. But at our churched-up soup beans at Vagabond are uh, garnished with uh, either chow chow or pickled jalapeno and red onion and also cornbread dust and candied bacon. So it brings it into the modern day a little bit. If we were to do that dish at a state park, we'd probably go more the traditional route of minced raw onion and a side of cornbread. And I think it's important 
to look at the state parks as a whole, uh, as both as a singular entity of what we want to offer to folks, but also to honor those little variations and discrepancies based upon region and the demographic that's being attracted to each individual park is going to be a little different. So you're not going to just jump into this with two feet. You're going to do a little bit of survey. You have a little timetable on when you're going to uh, make these changes, or is this something that's going to morph over time? It's going to it's going to morph over time, and it's very important that I enter these kitchens, you know, humbly with my hat in my hand and say, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to add to. I'm not here to take over. I'm not here to say I know things that, that no one else knows, like, I'm here as a resource, and we're going to figure these things out together. And then there's the special events. I know over the past couple of years, uh, many of the parks have had these farm-to-table dinners in the evening where local chefs come and, and prepare some really interesting dishes, very locally sourced and, and, and souped up, as you say. Uh, are, will mm-hmm. those continue? Absolutely. The farm-to-table events are a great opportunity for each of our parks to show off and to really uh, augment local ingredients and let people see what we're capable of doing. You know, I noticed at the bottom of your menu there at the Vagabond, it says you can buy the kitchen around of drinks for $6 each. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> you know, it's really weird these days that there this celebrity chef gig exists and that people actually want to hear what the people who cook your food have to say. I wanted the opportunity for when people really enjoy their meal, of course they're going to tip well, but they now they also have the opportunity to say thank you to the people who prepared their food. The customers that I've had have been very excited to have that opportunity to say, yeah, let's get those guys a drink so when they're done with their work, they can enjoy the fruits of their labors as well. That was New West Virginia State Park's executive chef, Matt Welsh, also known on YouTube as the Vagabond Chef, talking with Randy Yowie about creating a new dining experience. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Owie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.